And just like my secret had to come out for me to grow, I hope this podcast will help other people get their secrets out in the open, that the light can shine on that darkness, you know, the power to bring us closer together with our truth. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. When I first started my recovery 11 years ago, I struggled through the textbook-like material on the subject. I wanted to make the addiction and the recovery from it accessible and relatable to more people by telling it in an entertaining way. Well, I'm super excited to announce I've released my first book, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict. If I can help just one person find a solution or at least realize they're not broken or alone, then writing this has been worth it. You can pick up the book exclusively at Amazon or signed copy at secretlifenovel.com. And the best way to support our podcast is to subscribe and share. If you haven't left a review or rating on Apple Podcasts yet, please do. It'll help more people find our show. And if you want to be a guest, shoot me a note at secretlifepodcast at icloud.com. Enjoy the episode. Hi, welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis Gant, and today I am going to be my own guest. Dun dun dun. So here's my story and why I'm doing this podcast and why this process of self, you know, revelation or revealing is so important to me because I remember the first time. I realized my secret that I was a sex and love addict. It was about 11 years ago. I was at the bottom about to destroy my life. And I remember walking into the rooms and sitting there in the corner and listening to other people that were all completely different than me. The most diverse group of people I have ever encountered. And they were talking from their hearts and their souls And for the first time in my life, I didn't feel so alone or broken that there was others like me that shared my struggles, had my story that were nothing like me. And it was such a powerful moment for me. So a little bit about the podcast, why I'm doing it. I wrote this article for HuffPost outing myself pretty much. It was like my universe or my God when I got my 10-year chip of sobriety, told me it's time to open up. It's time to go bigger. I started talking all over the world to other people. um, And it was just calling. It was a calling that I had to answer. I did not want to answer, listen, people. I did not want to come out and say, as an actress, I am a sex and love addict. That was not my goal in life. I'm a very private person. I don't share a ton on social media. I try, I just, I've always been a private person. So I try to keep, you know, my cards close to my chest, but this was bigger than me. So after I released this article I wrote for HuffPost, and I also got forced, like, yes, I said forced by my husband to start writing. I am not a writer. I am dyslexic. I am the worst speller. I mean, sometimes I had trouble spelling the word couch. I'm outing myself right now. So my dyslexia always told me I can't write, but I come from writers. My dad's a writer. My sister's a writer. So I should actually think maybe it runs in my DNA, but I just never saw myself. And my husband 
this past December convinced me like four times to take this writing course. And I had no interest whatsoever. I kept telling him, listen, I'm not a writer. I don't want to be like you. I don't want to create my own stuff. I just want to audition and go, you know, be on the shows and just be an actress, a working actress. That's all I care about. And he's like, come on, just do it. You don't have to tell anyone. There's another secret. It's a 90 day course. Just take it. If you hate it, you can stop. I, no one will know. So I finally said, okay, fine. I'll do it just to get you off my back. And I started writing and this story came out of of me. And I now have a book coming out December, 2020. It's called secret life of a Hollywood sex and love addict. Again, not something I ever wanted to do was not interested in doing, but I did it. It flew from me in 45 days. Now I'm in rewrites. It's not perfect, of course, but Again, it was something bigger, this calling to be of service to other people. So after the Huff Post, after writing the book, this idea the other night said, Secret Life Podcast, other people's secrets can help other people. You have to do this. And again, I woke up going, I don't want to do a podcast. I'm not interested. I'm such a private person. It is not something I want to get on a mic and tell people stuff. And it's just not something that I would ever thought I would do. But I answered the call and I said, fine. He said, just do a couple interviews of your friends. If you don't like it, then no one has to know another secret. And I started doing it. I interviewed a couple of my friends that I trust and I loved it. And it was a conversation between two people about something that happened and really looking at the choices we make in life, the things we keep from other people. They say that people can hold at least 13 secrets at a time. And it's not about holding the secret that kills us. It's about living with the secret and not telling another soul. That is what causes, you know, lower well-being of self, worse health, less satisfying relationships. It causes increased anxiety, depression, Uh, symptoms of poor health, all that good stuff. And here's the thing, like, even though there's a destructive nature of secrets and that supposedly secrets are what makes us sick and actually kills us, man, guys, I love keeping secrets. It's been a part of me since I was really young. I would make up these little white lies and big secrets. It kept me feeling very safe. It kept me feeling very, it's like powerful in my knowledge that I knew something that no one else in the world was aware of that like was hidden from my parents, was hidden from my friends, was hidden from my boyfriend. It just made me feel like I had this power and it was totally my drug of choice. It was my comfort at night, you know, when I couldn't sleep until it started that like not in your stomach where you it you can't ignore it anymore. It's like this burning discomfort. It was eating me up inside. So 11 years ago, I started having a breakdown. I was losing myself in my darkness that I was keeping from everyone else. Now, they say, as I said, the real problem is not keeping the secret and hiding it. It's that you live with it and you think about it all the time and it, it it eats you up inside. And hiding secrets is damn hard work. Living a double life is a hard, hard, hard job. It's almost like a full-time job. So that's why I'm doing this. It's to share my secret. I have shared it already, but I'm going to say it again. I am a sex and love addict. I am a recovering sex and love addict. And this thing that used to protect me doesn't protect me anymore. And I remember when it first started, I remember that moment 
where I wanted to have power over the opposite sex. I was in sixth grade in Atlanta, Atlanta suburbs, and I had this huge, huge crush on this boy. And I remember it was an early April morning. I was coming into school, middle school, and I heard through the grapevine of my class that my crush was dating one of my friends. And that whole day they were like holding hands and I would see them and it was it was like someone was stabbing me in the heart. And all I wanted to do was go to the nurse's station and say, I'm feeling sick, please let me go home and cry my eyes out in my yellow bedroom underneath the covers and never come out because my heart (laughs) as a sixth grader was completely broken. I was just in so much pain, but I couldn't call home. My parents were both working. It wasn't an option. So I had to, you know, grin and bear it, they say through the rest of the day. And every time I saw them and everybody was talking about how they were so in love. And it's silly now when I say it because I know young love doesn't, it's nothing. But at the time it was everything. And I remember the end of the day, I was so happy to get on the bus to go home. And I was walking to my bus and my group of friends like formed a circle around me. And there was my crush with my friend. And all of a sudden, everybody yelled, April Fool's Day. It was April 1st, which is my dad's birthday, which is hilarious in itself. And it was a joke. They all played this joke on me. At that moment, unconsciously, this like veil of a mask came over my face and I joined in with all them laughing. But inside, I was boiling And the rage, I kept pushing that rage down that I didn't even know it was there. And it's like my subconscious at that moment decided I am going to get revenge. No one else is going to hurt me as bad as this moment. And I did get my revenge. I I got the I got him after that. We we started supposedly dating in sixth grade till eighth grade. He was my boyfriend. And of course, I cheated on him. And That was the best feeling I have ever felt in my entire life. And I know that's really bad to say, but I remember the guy I cheated on him with. We were at a party and I was in the closet with this other boy and he was somewhere in the house party and this other boy kissed me. And it was like a beam of like energy shot through my body. And I have been chasing that feeling my entire life. That feeling of that dirty secret that no one knows about that's in the closet. And I have been chasing that high since I was in eighth grade. And I also got my revenge on that girl, my friend. I stole a guy from her that she really, really liked later in high school. It's like I now had this shield on that I will hurt anyone before they hurt me. And that's how my addiction started. And, you know, through my 20s, I was rampant. I cheated on every person. I lied. I would do whatever I needed to do to get that hole that I was always filling with outside things, you know, even shopping or food. Sometimes I was always trying to be outside of myself or jobs. When I would get a job, I would feel that high. But then after I got the job, it didn't fill me anymore. So I was always looking for the next job. I was never just being. And it's hilarious. Before I got sober, 
I got a tattoo on my foot that says just be. It's like I already was trying to like just be, just be present. And sharing all of this right now is making me so uncomfortable. And I'm getting like this like nervous, uncomfortable energy because this is what almost killed me. I almost blew up my life with this addiction. I almost destroyed my relationship with my partner, who is now my husband. I, you know, never wanted to be married. I never wanted to have a kid or have a family. I was always one of those, like, not cool girls, but I was always one of those, you couldn't catch me. I I always said, like, when I would date someone, I would tell them I am not a great girlfriend. And they'd be like, oh my God, you're amazing. And a part of me used that as an excuse to then later when I cheated on them or lied to them saying, I told you at the beginning, I was not a great girlfriend. It like gave me the excuse to act like an asshole. So I'm outing myself completely and I'm completely uncomfortable right now saying all of this, but I just want to be as transparent as possible. And I am doing this podcast not for myself at all, because you'll see through the episodes, I reveal a lot about myself, a lot of the embarrassing things I've never told to anyone. But every time I do with one of my guests, it's like this bond formed between me and them and we and we're in it together and we're not alone. And as you'll see, some of the episodes are going to get really, really dark and go to some really dark places that are going to make you uncomfortable. But there's going to be some really funny episodes where you're going to laugh along and say, oh my God, I do that too. And I really hope you stick around and hear because these stories that I am going to be sharing with you has already given me so much hope and so much healing and so much connection. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for connection in the world because right now it feels like the world is so broken. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, why are we so disconnected as a society? So I hope this podcast, this little podcast from me, this, you know, working actress, but most of the time unknown, I, you know, people are like, I've seen you somewhere. Oh, you're that annoying Dasani sparkling girl, or you've been on that show as the wife on that military show or that military movie. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it to bring some connection to the world, some authenticity, because secrets are what separates people. And they prevent us from being truly authentic. And just like my secret had to come out for me to grow, I hope this podcast will help other people get their secrets out in the open, that the light can shine on that darkness, you know, the power to bring us closer together with our truth, because we are all flawed. I mean, just look around. We are all flawed and we are all human and we truly want connection and change even when we feel stuck and in our own heads. So every podcast episode, I am going to pull back the curtains of all walks of human secrets. We will hear what people are hiding from themselves or others. If it's a past secret that they've already gone through like mine and on the other side, or a present secret they're still holding on to and feeling that disconnection. I'm going to ask the how, the what, the when, the where, and why of it all. And I have five main questions that I hope my guests will truly answer. What is your secret? What happened to create that secret? You know, what are the seven deadly sins that are connected to this secret? Pride, greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, sloth. And what were the benefits of keeping it? Did it help you to survive 
your family home that was broken, which mine was, you know, my parents did the best they could and God bless them for bringing me into this world and doing the best they could. But I want to stop the disconnection from generation to generation. But who is this secret harmed? Let's look at that, you know, for me, my secret harmed others and myself. I definitely you know, spent the majority of my life disconnected, especially to, you know, my boyfriends at the time. I don't want to do that anymore. And what really helped me is that I didn't want to be on my deathbed and never be connected to another soul. Did I want to be doing these horrible things to other people the rest of my life? But what really helped me get sober and look at myself is that I kept saying to myself, do I want to be doing this for the rest of my life, not being connected to another soul. Did I want to enter every relationship with a friendship, with a partner, with my family, with one foot in and one foot out the door? And I just couldn't imagine being like that the rest of my life. And so I was willing to change. I was in so much pain. I was willing to change. And then the last question I'll ask my guests, how do you move forward in the future? Well, for me, it's doing this podcast that makes me really, really uncomfortable. I fought tooth and nail to do this. You know, writing that HuffPost article when I actually sent it off and they told me that it was going to be released. I was having massive anxiety the night before. And when I put out my book, it's fiction, but it's based on my real experiences. You know, exaggerated at times, names have changed, but... When I, you know, in December, when that goes out, believe me, I'm going to get really uncomfortable. But also how I move forward in the future. I'm still in my program. I go to two meetings a day almost. I'm of service to my sponsees. I'm of service to other people that I don't know or have any, you know, I don't have any connection to. I try to show up for my family. I try to show up for my husband. I now have a child, a boy that's two years old. I definitely don't want him to ever date anyone like I was when I was younger. So I'm hopefully modeling for him a mother and someone he, you know, that has integrity, that has morals, that doesn't keep secrets, that's living her truth. So that's how I move forward in the future and being of service to others. If you have a secret and you want to be on my show, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. I hope you guys enjoy the episodes and till next time. Bye. again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.